y'all get ready for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn. Welcome, welcome, welcome to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. This is one of your hosts, Mr. David Coker, proprietor of Dave Bark Inc., marketing specialist, media specialist, uh, all-around good guy, music management, event planner, you name it. I do a little bit of everything. I am hanging out with Mr. Leonard Young, my partner. What's going on, sir? Hey, Dave. Everything is good. This is Leonard Young, CEO of National Black Guide. DelawareBlack.com, Black Media Specialist, all-around good guy. How you doing, Dave? Hey, man. I can't complain. I can't complain. It's uh Tuesday. Beautiful day. Um, didn't start out that way, but it is definitely nice out now. Um, seems like every time we talk, you know, we're, you know, we might well be weathermen because uh, the weather's so crazy every time we talk, so we don't know what we're going to have every time. From one day to another it's going to be rainy. We might see the sun or it's going to be a little cool. So, uh, it's just interesting how the weather is right now. Oh, yeah, you agree definitely. or disagree? No, no, I mean, I, I definitely agree. Uh, it's consistently getting a little warmer, but I mean, we definitely have some roller coasters. I, I know yesterday, was it yes, either yesterday or the day before, I had my sweatshirt on and I would not have wanted to have been without it. So, yeah. yeah, definitely yeah, a little weird for gotta, uh, for the month of May. You still got to keep a jacket. You still got to keep it. Yeah, you still got to keep a jacket or a sweater nearby, you know, uh, you know, just in case, you know, because you never know. Excuse me. You never know what may happen um, as far as the weather is concerned. It might start out warm and then get cool in the evening or whatever, you know, yeah, or it might be hot when you get off or cool in the morning. I mean, it's just kind of crazy right now. We're not even sure what to expect because, uh, Spring has it. Spring got here early and then disappeared, and now it's trying <laughs> to come back. <laughs> you right. know, so, so they are uh, fooled the groundhog. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Did you have a big weekend this weekend? Um, I did, and I didn't. I know the highlight of my weekend. I went to the um, uh, I tell you the the Alphas. They had their old gold derby. So, um, yep, that that was a highlight. Got dressed out. Me and the wife went out and, uh, had a great time. And, you know, um, other than that Friday went out with, um, family and celebrated my son's birthday, which was the last Thursday. Um, you know, it was real weird too. And, and it's funny, this is the first year it's ever happened. I think so. Um, usually you know, for the birthdays, you know, I always ask, you know, the kids, well, you know, what restaurant do you want to go to for your birthday? So he was like, oh, you know, I want to do Mexican. So, you know, he he named the restaurant he wanted. I was like, oh, you know, perfect. I love Mexican. You know, most of the people in our family love Mexican. And I didn't realize until um, Saturday afternoon that, well, so, of course, you know, Friday was May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Right. And then I started connecting the dots. I'm like, hold on. Party of eight, Friday, Cinco de Mayo at this one particular. I was like, we're probably not going to get no seats. So um, we actually ended up switching it to um, his second choice was the Chinese buffet. So, uh, you know, of course, there were plenty of seats. But, you know, this was the first time that I feel like Cinco de Mayo fell on a Friday in a minute. Because I, I've never, cause, you know, of course, the Friday just made it so much bigger of a celebration. So, I mean, it, it was just weird how that lined up. And, the, and that restaurant was packed that day? So that restaurant is usually packed on Fridays. So, like you know, I didn't even want to go there and tell them party of eight or party of ten and, and look to get a table. Now, you know, I already know we would have been waiting for a good minute. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, hey. What can you say? So, now, what, what Chinese buffet did you go to? We went to, uh, you had to make me lie with the name, um, the one in Governor's Square Plaza. Tepiana, Tepicana. No, that's um, where the Super G is? No, where Shop ShopRite. Oh, and that, oh, okay. Oh, okay, I didn't even know they had one in there. 
You ain't know Dave. They've had this thing for years. You didn't know that? No, no, I didn't. Is it is it good? I mean, it's decent. Okay, all right. Uh, I have to, I have to, I have to check it out. It's uh reasonable as far as price is concerned. No, but I mean, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, but 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 it's you know it's okay. Okay, all right. Yeah, all right. No, I, I mean the the. The the food is good. Um, if you had a chance, go for lunch, not dinner. But you know, food is good. Oh, lunch is better than dinner. Well, no, I'm just saying. Um, I think the dinner price is like twenty dollars, where lunch is like eleven, you know, eleven ninety five, something like that. Oh, wow, that's a big difference. Yeah, or is it on? Okay, all right. Yeah, I have to look for that place. I never, but I don't get. I don't go down to that shopping center that often. Um, right. But now I used to when I I used to live on on off of forty. I used to go down there all the time, but it, that, mm-hmm. I don't think it was there when, when I was go, when I lived on forty. So right. But but I have to keep that in mind. See, any any you know Leonard knows all the cool places to eat. People, so you know. He tells me about them after he goes. He never invites me to go with them, but he 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 does know where they are. I can tell you all that. So well, I'm well, well Dave, Dave, I, I did invite you Saturday. You were no show, so I mean, I'm just saying uh, that I'm not. That's not a look. That wasn't that. Was that at a restaurant? Uh, no, but they had food there. It was served. <laughs> I, I'm talking about restaurants, right? I'm like, you know. Uh, <laughs> You know his his alpha, uh, his al- him and his alpha buddies. I, I saw y'all's picture, man. Y'all look like y'all, y'all look like y'all were having a good time, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something, something like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Didn't even did you know that the horses ran on that particular day in the something called the Kentucky Derby? Did you realize that was happening at that time? Uh, uh, of course, I did. <laughs> okay. Of course. Just making sure. <laughs> All right. All right. Well. I don't know. This weekend, man, it's kind of a weird weekend, man, with a lot of stuff that was going on. I mean, you know, you got you got celebrities fighting each other, and uh, you know, you know, you heard about the Chris Brown Usher thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I I try to avoid that drama. I was like, you know, <laughs> then you got people, then you got people performing and jumping off the stage, end up in the, mm-hmm. in the pit. <laughs> I was like. What is going on in the world today, man? Craziness. <laughs> you know? And what was so bad? Did you the the guy? You know that he had somebody out there doing the uh, doing the um, sign, sign language. Oh, he song. almost pulled him over too. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And then you know because you know genuine kept singing after he fell. He was in right. the pit singing, and the guy started doing the <laughs> doing the. Uh, the sign language, and you couldn't even see genuine nowhere. Every, all you could do was hear him, you know. So too funny. I, I thought that was hilarious, man. Thank God he didn't get hurt. But that guy, it, that, you know, he always seems to get himself caught up as a mess. So yeah, he does. Yeah, he he's he's always in a blooper. Yeah, yeah, and uh, then we had uh, the announcement of uh, retirement for probably one of the most popular singers. And performers um, ever from this area, uh, Mr. Frankie Beverly. Did you hear about that? I, I did not. Yeah, he uh, announced that he was performing at. I forget where they said he was performing, but he announced while um, doing this particular perf- uh, performance that he was going to retire um, um, from performing and. Apparently, the band is supposed to go on Maze is supposed to continue. They were going to bring somebody else in to replace him. Uh, but he said, you know, he needed to take a break. Um, and, you know, he's 76 years old now. Yeah, he, he is still going. Yeah. I saw him, Leonard, when they released the album Joy and Pain. Uh, they had Joy and Pain on it years ago. At Boehner Stadium. Well, it's not called Boehner Stadium anymore, but you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1983, I think it was, or, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I saw him at Boehner Stadium, man. 
And gosh, you know, that was a long time ago. I just thought about that. Ooh. So, but uh, hats off to white hat, white hat off to Mr. Frankie Beverly because you know that was his signature, the white uh, painter's cap. You know, um, and um, just wanted to put that out there. So, you know, celebrities were getting it in this weekend. So I just wanted to make sure we we talked about that. So, but here we are, another week, news and trends. Let's get to some stories. Uh, um, you know, uh, figured we'd talk about a few of the stories that we got on the docket for tonight. So the first story I wanted to talk about, you know, some people just don't get it, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when, I, when I saw this, I just said to myself, is this what it's going to take for him to finally learn if you you know what I'm saying about this, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So people, Tiger Woods accused of sexual harassment by ex-girlfriend um Erica Harmanel. Um I mean Herman, I'm sorry. I, they got it on here wrong. Herman. Um so this is what's going on. Erica Herman, who was a longtime girlfriend of professional golfer. Tiger Woods has accused the 15-time major champion of sexual harassment, according to court filings by Herman's attorney in Florida on Friday. says that Woods is accused of um, pursuing sexual relationships with Herman while she worked for him and then forcing her to sign a non-disclosure agreement or she'll be fired from her job, according to the document. Now, he hasn't learned about these NDAs either because he's had some issues with these NDAs. Um, Herman was an employee at his South Florida restaurant, the Woods Jupiter, at the time. Tiger Woods, the internationally renowned athlete and one of the most powerful figures in global sports, decided to pursue a sexual relationship with his employee, then, according to him, forced her to sign an NDA about it or else be fired from her job. The Friday court document said, and he became a disgruntled, he became disgruntled with their re- sexual relationship. He tricked her into leaving her home, locked her out, took her cash. <laughs> Tiger, Tiger is... Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> her pets, her personal possessions, and tried to strong arm her into signing a different NDA. A boss imposing different work conditions on his employees because of their sexual relationship is sexual harassment, Herman's attorney said in the fire, in the filing. Um, let's see. So they had, they were together for a long time, and but yet all of this came out. Um, the other right, the other part of this, yeah, the other part of this goes. Uh, the document mm-hmm. also alleges a scheme used against Herman last year, where Woods asked her to pack for a weekend getaway to the Bahamas. She allegedly driven to the airport was driven um, to the airport, and then was asked to speak to Woods' attorney. Then Mr. Woods, California lawyer, out of the blue, told her that she was not going anywhere, would never see Mr. Woods again, had been locked out of the house and could not return. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) She would not even be able to see the children or her pets again. Now, that's cold-blooded right there. No, it is. That's that's cold-blooded. You think you go out to the Bahamas and you, you basically left stranded and nowhere you know and you ain't going you, you ain't going nowhere with who you thought you were going anywhere with it seems like it seems like we've been reading about tiger and these type of relationships forever right mm-hmm. right yeah no I, I mean i i agree i think uh to be honest you know t- tiger right now he has too much money too much fame that that he's not a, he's he's not a regular guy no more 
Like the, no, the stuff, he's, not. he's not a regular the, guy anymore. The, no. the stuff that we hear him doing is I mean, it sounds manipulating, control. So I'm I'm assuming Tiger's a narcissist. I mean, because everything here kind of sounds like that. Did you ever see the documentary they did about him and his father? Uh no. Very, very telling documentary about the relationship that he had with his father. So a lot of what's going on, what is going on with Tiger stems from his father. And his his father was, you know, very well liked. He was a very popular guy. And, you know, and of course, you know, he was uh, military and everything. But his father was a womanizer, too. And his father used to cheat on the mom all the time. And Tiger would see it. He would take tiger mm-hmm. with him to these women's houses and all of this stuff and tiger got a chance to see you know he saw all of this stuff right and so of course you know and tiger you know his father fell out for years because of some of the stuff he knew about his father because of other women and um you know it was really you know it really kind of shaped him who he is they say tiger is really like two different people you know it's the you know it's the the athlete and then it's the the man you know and the man is like completely different from the athlete you know and you know he's always dealt with a certain kind of woman i'm gonna I'm put it that way mm-hmm. and and it seems like he's always had issues with these women they talked about the trips that him michael jordan and Charles Barkley used to take already. Yeah, know. Could you imagine the stories that probably came out of just them hanging around each other? I mean, you know, they they talked about how they would they would be sitting there um in a bar and one of them would say, Let's go to Vegas. And they would hop they would get on Michael Jordan plane and fly to fly to Vegas and and they'd be there like two hours after they just said let's go to Vegas you know something crazy like that you know and they and they would just spend the whole night in the casinos and other places if you know what I mean and um <laughs> you know it was, it was you know but then you also have to look at it this way man to have the money and the fame just to do whatever you want to and that's probably Tiger, you know, and that's probably why he's gotten himself in trouble with a lot of these females that he's got, he's been hooked up with. He doesn't seem to be a good, good, um, um, what I want to say, judge of women either. Cause it well, seems I like mean, he, I, I almost feel like when well, your own values to, are messed up, it, it's probably hard to pick other people. Yeah, but I guess he has a certain type too, you know, I guess he goes after, the bad girl type woman. Now, I don't know if this woman was. She didn't seem, she didn't appear to be. But remember this, you know, remember him and that Lindsey Vaughn? Mm-hmm. You talking about a toxic relationship. Them two right. men. Yeah, and she's a little crazy anyway. So, uh, uh, but um, um, I don't know. Tiger just can't seem to get itself together. And you would think now, especially with his son getting older, his son starting to, you know, become you know, pretty well known for golf himself now, you would think that he want to keep himself on the straight and narrow. Um, anytime you hear those three letters put together, N, a D, and an A, that's mm-hmm. not good. <laughs> right. You know, because uh, we seem to have uh, a lot of that, those three letters floating around in the world today right now. You know, and... um Disaster, buddy, buddy, Mr. Robert Kelly. Um, so I'm this sure, you know. So um, I just thought it was interesting because you would think Tiger at this point in his life, especially with all that he's been through physically, trying to keep his golf career going, um, still being one of the most popular athletes in the world. Right. You would think he wouldn't put himself through this kind of stuff. I just thought it was interesting, uh, you know, um, that he would allow himself to get caught up again. 
like this. So, right. Uh, pray. Come on, Tiger. You got to do better, man. Yeah. I, I was going to say pray for Tiger. He gets the help he needs because yeah. his, his yeah. pattern is kind of toxic. Yeah. Yeah. Stop trying to score a hole in one all the time, man. Come on. Come on. Stop. Okay. <laughs> you know, so. All right. Well, I just, you know, enough about Tiger, I guess. Tiger, you got to keep your woods together, man. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, so moving on to the next story. <laughs> this next story is entitled This Could Get Messy. Yeah, real messy. High school in South Carolina threatens to remove toilet paper from restrooms. Um, an attempt to discourage students from flushing full rolls down the uh, toilet led a, a high a South Carolina high school um, to threaten to remove toilet paper from students' restrooms. Administration has decided to take the toilet tissue out of the restrooms for the remainder of the school year. An email sent to the teachers and students by Newberry High School Assistant Principal Cornelius Cromer reads, according to... Um, WIS-TV. According to the email, students would be required to get tissue paper from the school's front desk before using the facilities. Students and the parents received the warning last Tuesday by the end of the day. Newberry High School um, Principal Brandon Ross retracted the toilet paper ban. <laughs> I'm sure he did. <laughs> you know, he, he didn't want the wraths of all those parents coming mm-hmm. after him. Um, it's, but believe it or not, the, some of the members of the community had mixed reactions to the assistant principal's email. Um, the administration stated they cannot have toilet paper to, be, to destroy the bathrooms. You can have toilet paper. You just will go about getting it in different manner. You know, I think about this. I'm, I'm looking at this story. Now, I don't I know. Even going back to when I was in high school and in school, yes, toilet paper always, it was always one roll of toilet paper that would always right. get thrown in the toilet, you know. And that's why they came out with those super big ones, you know, and those yeah. expenses so that couldn't happen. You would think that that's what they would do is just make sure they use the, the different dispensers with the bigger rolls on it and make sure they have it under lock and key. You know, I mean, you know, if a person wants to throw a whole roll of that in there, they would have to pull by, you know, pull by the, you know, sheet and just, you know, try to, you know, empty it that way. But, you know, um, throwing the whole rolls in toilet paper, man, I, like I said, man, that used to happen when I was in school back in the day, man. And, um, you would just think that these, these kids nowadays, you know, they, you you will learn from you know we just came through a pandemic where you could not get a roll of toilet paper and you know you can find it on the shelves at one point you know and, and they you know i wonder if the pandemic was still going on whether they would be having these these issues at that time you know yeah and you know personally i i don't have an issue with it because from just you know owning um places where people go to the bathroom, you know, yeah. that toilet paper clogs up, you know, people steal it. I mean, so I, I, I don't have an issue. And actually I think it's, I think it's actually a good idea if they have to go to the bathroom, you know, they check in somewhere, maybe, maybe grab some toilet paper, whether they need it or not and use the bathroom because, you know, there's also going to be a gang of kids who go to the bathroom and all the toilet paper is used up. They're not, they're not going to be nothing there for them. So that's true. Um, that is yeah, true. I mean, I yeah, I actually like this. I'm 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 part of those. Uh, what do you say? Mixed reviews regarding his letter. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, and the fact that they said that it, it met mixed reactions that tells you a lot, you know, because I guess the parents understand, and especially with what we just went through with the pandemic. I mean, because I mean, whoever thought that. You know, we were worried. We would be worried that we couldn't get any toilet paper because remember, that's that was really a real thing uh, mm-hmm. back in 2020 and early part of 2021. That was really a real thing. We could not find toilet paper on the shelves. 
And then they were price gouging. Remember, they were price gouging all yep. the paper goods. You know, so they were. Um, so yeah, I could see having that mixed thing. I mean, if you're a school right now, schools are going through a lot right now. Um, you know, the, you know, you have some schools that were going through things because of the pandemic. Even to this day, they're still having. You know, you got some students that are still not back in school a hundred percent. You know, they might be in school three or four days a week, but they may not be there all, you know, five days a week because right. of the pandemic. And then we have, you know, I just saw um, on the news the other day, there was a school where the kids are just going back inside the school. The pandemic had, you know, was part of it. But then during the pandemic, while they were out of school, they found out the school was full of a, a best, asbestos and they wouldn't let the kids come back into school because of that. And they oh, had wow. to get all of that because it was one of the older schools, you know. Right. So, you know, so it's, it's it's really tough. I mean, I know uh, now your kids, like with your kids, your kids are back full time, right? And you know they're not doing any yeah. homeschooling at the moment, right? Right. Correct. Okay. So, yeah. So it, it's got you know this is a really strange world we're living in right now, folks. And when we have stuff like this going on, even though it ha- you know, it may seem small in comparison to what's going on in the world today. Uh, that's a real thing, though. I mean, toilet paper is no joke right now. You know, uh, you, you can't throw rolls of toilet paper, whole rolls of toilet paper in a toilet these days and think that it's not going to affect anything. Because mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, and I think the biggest really? thing is, you know, the, the the kids now they don't care. So when they don't care, they're gonna, you know, they they're gonna right. do what they do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so hopefully, you know, what 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 they decided that you know what they were gonna do down there. I mean, even though he has retracted it since then, but it was you know the fact that they took a look at doing that and that they had some people on their side about it. Says a, it speaks volumes and it says a lot about where we are in the world today. It really does. So, um, uh, and speaking of that, as far as children and whatever, I meant to uh, say I would uh, be remiss to mention um, the tragedy that happened down in Allen, Texas. I want to say we give our you know, condolences and prayers to the people who lost their lives down there. Leonard, I mean, it's almost amazing and and crazy about how we've been doing the show almost two years now. We could literally talk every week about something, a, a shooting happening, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they they, <clears throat> unfortunately... And this is the world we live in, but this is now a common occurrence and it's almost not, you know, I won't say not a surprise, but it, you know, it, it's not uncommon. And it, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure now it can almost be expected. Like, you know, I'm sure they probably already have a prediction of how many mass shootings will experience before the end of the year, how many people will die in mass shootings, you know, the, the statistics of mass shooters. You know, I'm 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 sure they are already lining up all those stats. Yeah. I mean, you know, between there and what happened at the mall, you know, the shooting at the mall. I mean, and and it's it's and it seems to be the same story every every time. It's somebody walking around, they got extra you know they got the 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 vest with the with the magazines you know all you know, all types of ammo and everything and and they and they got AR weapons i mean right and 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 they're walking around and this particular shoot uh, the one that shot up the the mall and the uh, well the school um no the mall the one that did the mall shooting in Allen um said that um Apparently, he had posted something online, and they thinking that he was not acting alone, that there was other people involved in this plan to shoot this place up. Oh, and wow. he posted something that somebody saw, and you could tell he wasn't, he was talking to other people in reference to what they he was about to do. 
And, you know, and these people obviously knew what he was about to do and he wasn't, it alluded to him not acting alone. Um, it's just amazing. I mean, um, when you look at it and you think to yourself, okay, what is it that we can do to get away from it? I mean, you know, all we, we, you and I have talked about this many times when we talked about the pandemic and, and how the liquor stores and the gun shops were the places that stayed open throughout the pandemic. And they had lines. I mean, of people trying to get into these places. <laughs> they did. I know. And you, you say to yourself, okay, liquor store, I can see that. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can see the liquor mm-hmm. store. But why the gun shops? They were more popular, Leonard. They were more popular than the supermarkets. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and, and 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 you say to yourself, okay, what what's the purpose of going out and loading up on these guns and going? But then you hear the governor of Texas speak. Did you hear what he said? He comes out and talks about, uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna um, ramp up our our our, um, our um, mental illness awareness did you hear about this he, he didn't talk about gun control yeah no he, I, he was saying I feel like he, i did hear about that yeah it was like i was like so he's just gonna act like there wasn't any guns used or anything right you know but then i guess that's why we have the issues that we have because you know people want to close their eyes to the fact that there's definitely a problem so but Anyway, I I just wanted to to bring that up and say our condolences to what's happening. And we have a lot of Texas listeners, so um, you know, so definitely wanted to, you know, hopefully, you know, please be safe down there. And you know, and well, right now it doesn't matter where you live. I mean, yeah, it could happen yeah. anywhere. Anywhere. I mean, we had look, we had our we had our own little mall shooting recently, so you know, right. um, so um, it can happen anywhere right now. So. All right. I just wanted to say that uh, you guys are listening to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. Thank you for tuning in. Um, moving on to our next story. <laughs> I, I'm bringing this story back up because it just keeps popping up. And you you kind of flashed it uh, a couple of days ago. I did. Uh, and then I saw it pop back up again. And I'm just saying this will not go away. I think we took this. We've talked about this like two other times, right? You know, yeah. something like that. But it's not going away. So the story for those um, that don't know, it says uh, uh, Lorenz Tate. You know, Lorenz Tate is a black actor. I'm sure a lot of people know him from Brown Sugar and Love Jones, and right now Power, um, Power Book Two. Uh, says Hollywood values black British actors over black American actors. Now, Leonard and I have talked about this on a couple different occasions. And, you know, but Lorenz, <laughs> Lorenz is, is being real bold about it right now, you know, because he has something to say about it. And this is this is the story. It says Lorenz Tate shares his opinion about the debate over black British actors landing plus roles in American film and TV. Appearing on Earn Your Leisure podcast, the Power Book 2 ghost star was asked about the stateside success of British actors like Idris Elba, Damson Idris, Daniel Kalua, and John Boyega, just to name a few, and what hosts Rashad um, Bilal and Troy Millens called the British Invasion. They suggest that it has caused a decline in the influence of the black American male actor. He said, I don't look at it as competition. I look at it as at the collective tape again. There's brothers who are doing it, uh, whether they're doing it here in America, whether they're doing it, you know, over in the UK or even from the mother continent, Africa. I'm cool with whatever it's going to be. But then he says, however, I feel like Hollywood believes there's more value in the British black actors than they do in the black actors from America. Tate continues. And I think 
a part of it goes into that, oh, they have an audience over there, so they are they translate in, internal, I mean, internationally. Going back to that, what I think is, you know, a host. That's that we don't sell or we don't, right, we don't sell or we don't, we are not valuable. So I think they put us in that mix. Also, I think that Hollywood is in love with the UK and all things British. I feel like the Black American actor is, you know, I see um, what that decline is. But, you know, we're here. Basically, this is what he's trying to say. Um, the black, the British black actors are, they're all being glamorized over there in their films or whatever. Like a lot of the stuff that they do over there, you know, like, um, you know, a lot of their soaps, a lot of the TV shows and the movies that don't even get shown here in the United States sometimes. They all are popular over there and the people love them over there. But when they come over here to the States and they show their acting versatility, because this is the thing, because they always feel that these guys are better actors because their range is wider. You know, you got them over there doing, you know, Shakespeare and all kinds of other stuff. Um, you know, talking the King's language and, uh, and all of that kind of stuff. And then they come over here and they might play a drug deal with a perfect English accent. This shows even more range, you know? And that's what gets the actors over here upset because when you look at the top TV shows, how many of them are played by American actors, black actors, American black actors? How many of, of them star American black actors? Not many of them, right? If you think about it. Because when you look at shows like Bridgerton, um, you know, the first season, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, everybody talked about, um, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Reggae, Reggie, whatever his name, Page. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Star Wars, um, uh, Star Wars with John Boyega. Um, um, Daniel Kaluuya playing Martin Luther King. Right. You know, and of course, dancing um, Idris in um, Snowfall playing Mr. Franklin Saint. And, um, well, it all started, I really truly think it all started with one particular guy anyway. Idris Alba. Right. I think he started it all when he came over and did The Wire. Um, and, you know, he was, the, he was like, I guess he was like really the first big one that really crossed over like that. If I can, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean he, yeah, he, he's definitely the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. And um, I, I did agree with a little bit about what the article said. You know, I feel like a lot of times these movie companies are grabbing people who are already established, successful. You know, they have a, a following. And I feel like it, it, it's easier to make a show with a name because even though we don't have a lot of British TV over here, I'm sure they have a lot of American stuff over there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. And and when you look at the way and and they seem to be more gracious, like. I've seen quite a few interviews with a lot of these guys that we name and they all seem to very be very humble guys. They all seem to be people who are willing to put in the work for the craft. Now, and that's the key right there. Cause you know, we got a few black actors, American black actors who, you know, I mean, Denzel, when you look at, people like Sam and Denzel, you know, they've been around a long time. They put in their work, you know, and, and 
nobody's been busier over the years than those two guys have been. You right. know what I mean? When, when it comes to theater and movies and so forth. Um, then you got the, you know, Brent Tate's been out there a long time. But then, yeah, but 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 he he but, also but, fell off the scene too. That's so. what I, that's where I'm going with this. Yeah, he's been out there a long time, and I'm sure he's a little bitter right now because he fell off the scene, and other actors that come in and and gotten those roles, um, and because like when you look at it right now, who's probably the most popular black actor out there right now? Michael B. Jordan? Possibly. Can you think of anybody more so than him? I mean, I mean, the the regulars, I mean, Will Smith and Yeah, well, yeah, but Will Will is I'm putting Will up there because of his age now. I'm putting him in that range with Denzel and gotcha. Sam, you know, because they've been out there a while. Right. But I'm talking about the new guys that I'm going to say that's under 50, you know, 40-ish, somewhere around there and younger. Probably Michael B. Jordan is probably the top of the line, right? Yeah, I, I would agree. I'm, I'm trying to think if I can think of anybody else. Really, I don't think so, though. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you had somebody else until he got himself in trouble. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I can't think of anybody else. I mean, we, you know, of course, yeah. We unfortunately we lost somebody a few years ago that probably would have been right there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Dave, and- you you say that the other thing too, and I'll probably say the same thing with music. You know, back in the day, and you know, so like we're talking about TV and we're talking about movies. TV, we had what? Uh maybe 12 channels. If you had cable, you had about 80, you know, back in the day for movies, if you wanted to see brand new movies, you had to go to the movie theater. Nowadays you can see TV shows on, you know, 1800 channels and movies are being um, created by their own networks. You know, the streaming services are creating their own movies now. And, you know, how many streaming networks that are like really big, maybe like eight to 10. So it's kind of like so it's kind of like we're there's so many actors out there now. It's kind of like, okay, who stands out and who doesn't? And I so it's kind of like when we talk about black people who are really successful, you know, it's hard to tell because it's so saturated up until a certain level, you know, because I mean, like. You know, there, there are a ton of movies and a ton of TV shows that I hear about all the time. I'm kind of like you, you were just talking early and I was like, oh, what's that on? You're like, oh, it was on Prime. You know, so yeah. um, I, I, I think there are a ton of up and coming black, but I do agree. I think some of these black British actors, for some reason, somehow are getting a little bit of a nod over American black actors and um, I think we'll probably see that continue. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's other um, African, I mean, I'm sorry, um, African-born Americans who, you know, also start getting roles and, you know, they become, you know, in, in that same competitive field. Oh, I I agree. I mean, you just said something that just made me think just then when you were talking about the streaming services and all the different channels and everything. When you are when you are looking for something to watch on TV, now most people nowadays they don't go to regular TV to watch things. They go to the streaming services, and what do you do? You go through and you look at the uh, you look at the trailers or whatever. The, you look at the you know you might look at the uh, promo that they might have up, and you say to yourself, "Oh, this looks interesting" or whatever. Well, a lot of a lot of people spend a lot of times looking at what what I call the B movie, so the B series, you know, mm-hmm. because they, they pop up, they make them look interesting, and whatever the case may be. Um, a lot of them have those British and African actors in them, right? 
And they're not just in one. They might be in about three or four of those movies that might be on those streaming services. You know, I remember I was sitting there one day bored as I don't know what, and I started watching. Uh, I, I remember binge watching this one series. I forget what it was called, but I was binge watching the series. Then I watched the movie. And then I went to another, I started watching another series. I mean, it was on a Saturday. I woke up early that day, man. I was so bored out of my mind. I just watched TV all day, right? Must, Tell me why must, the same must, actor must be was nice. all three. Must be huh? nice. Yeah, I said, must no, be nice. No. I don't know them days. like. Yeah, well, you know, I don't own. And anyway, um, <laughs> you know, so um, the, um, but I'm looking at, in all three of these things, though, Leonard, the same actor, black actor, was in all three of them. Right. You know? And guess where he was from? He wasn't American. But that just says that this guy, you know, and these guys are willing to put in the work. They they have the training. Because when you look at a lot of their background, they definitely have acting. You know, they definitely have, you know, schooling and all of that stuff, you know. So, um. I just thought it was interesting that Lorenz Tate, of course, it would take somebody like him to bring it up. Um, I know they tried to corner Denzel about it one day. Denzel wouldn't take, he wouldn't get involved in it. He was saying, mm-hmm. he was just like, he said, man, there's enough work. You know, Denzel, he's like, there's, right. man, there's enough work out here for everybody, you know? So um, he said, you know, I'm not getting into that debate, you know? He said, because there's work out here. If you want it, you can get it. That's what he said, you know? So. Um, so I just thought I just thought I'd bring it up again because it popped up again. I saw that and I was like, you know, I'm sure Lorenz probably looks like and and yeah, and that's what made me think about it too. Does it make him look like a bad person bringing it up? Does he does he sound like he sour grapes? Yes. Yeah. And especially since we know his career, I mean, because we kind of watched him grow up, you know, on in the movies and so forth. We know how his career is going. He was hot there for a little bit, and then he got then he got ghost, and then he just kind of reappeared again, right? Right. So, I can see I can see uh, why he would probably feel the way that he does. And you imagine being an actor and you're sitting. You're sitting there and you're going to all these auditions because that's another thing. You figure your name, you've been out there long enough that you know you shouldn't have to go to every audition. Some people should mm-hmm. be calling you because they wrote a, ro- a role just for you. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, you know, he's sitting there and he's waiting on the calls and whatever. And then you see a dangerous, uh, a dance uh Get get a series, and then you see Boyega end up in Star Wars, and then you see then you see uh, Ray J, uh, 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 Reggie Page, whatever, uh, end up in Bridgerton, and and all the people are going crazy. Whatever. He even played Malcolm X in um um in um a Night in Miami that you never saw that you saw oh. you watched. Yes, uh, I I I saw a portion of it piece but yes uh, yeah probably first five minutes uh so even still i mean you know but you know he's probably sitting there saying man how come i didn't get that call or uh, how come i couldn't have played that role you know i mean i'm sure i'm sure that that's what was on his mind so um i just wanted you know i know people got opinions about this out there and what what you people are what you people might think about this, but you know, it is interesting though, because when you're watching something, you hear these English accents that these people are speaking in these roles. And then you see an interview with them and you say, Oh, <laughs> you know, because you hear that they're British or something, you know, and you're like, Oh, there's another one. They, another one bites the dust, you know? So, so, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to bring that up again and just, um, you know, our faithful lit- listeners chime in on that and let us know what you think about it. You know, uh, you know, we always um, we always like to hear what you guys have to say in sub- uh, on subjects like this. So we would definitely like to hear what you have to say about this. OK. All right. We're going to move on to uh, Leonard's favorite time. 
uh, um, Dave's Corner, his favorite section. Uh, you know, he asked me so much, man, why we got to talk about all this other stuff? We, let's just get to Dave's Corner because it's my favorite thing to talk about. Oh, I'd really? Leonard, Does gotta, it? I say, little Leonard, you got to hold, man. You just got to wait till we, you know, till we get there. So, um, patience, sir, patience. That's what I try to tell him all the time. But uh, here we are, Leonard. We're here, man. Okay, you can you can, you you can stop now. You can stop um, kicking me. Oh, uh, oh, uh, you wait. Say stop the recording. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you yeah, all okay. for coming out. Yeah. Okay. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. So, well. Dave's Corner today is, uh, I try to do something a little different here. I want to see where Leonard's head is on this question here. So, uh, maybe we both can talk about it. It says, what has the most value to you? A, someone gives you a solid investment tip that will set you up for the rest of your life. B, you are left $1 million in a will from a family member. C, you had the opportunity to own three apartment buildings in three prominent areas. Which one would you choose? Dave, I'm taking the $1 million. That is my final answer. Okay, tell me why. Um, so I'm going to choose that one because, you know, that tip that could set me up for the rest of my life, you know, of course that 1 million can set me up for the rest of my life too. And, um, I'm, I'm at a point now where I I will make that 1 million multiply. So I wouldn't have to worry about, and then with the apartment buildings, I already know that handing down properties to people who are not property interested. All they're going to do is sell it or, you know, them taxes are going to raise up. And, um, you know, I I just feel like it's it's not a great thing to pass down property for people who are not interested in properties, you know? Okay. All right. I'm, uh, I'm, I will say I'm a little surprised by your answer because I just knew as many of the times that you and I have talked about, like, a thing, you know, like the first one, and with the opportunities, the investment opportunities. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that you you blew by that and went to the million dollars. <laughs> you know, I really yeah, am. Well, well, Dave, there, there, there are too many questions for it. Like, okay, I mean, I would have to know more information about that question, but because you know, Dave, people can give you tips, and if you follow them, you you can become a millionaire. But, you know, mo- most people don't follow, like, the basic stuff. I-, I was listening to somebody, and they said 95 or more percent of people who go to, like, motivational conferences, they leave the conference that they paid for, and they don't do anything with, like, the information they learn. You know what I mean? So, Right. I get it. Yeah, I get it. And I've been to stuff like that, you know. And you know you're sitting there and you you're hearing all this stuff and and it's got you all you know drawn in and whatever and then you leave it and then you say okay and you say you're gonna put it into action and it never happens you know so yeah uh, yeah so but, so you know so so Dave that's why I need the guaranteed <laughs> I need the guaranteed money so you gonna take the million okay all right I'm gonna say. I thought about this. Of course, the obvious thing is the million dollars. Of course, that's the most obvious thing here. And when I was thinking this question up, because this was this came from the mind of, of myself, this question, um, I said, would I take the million dollars? And as much as I would probably say I would like to take it, I think I would go with the tip. And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. You and I have talked about this many times. We talked about Home Depot. We talked about other things. And, you know, um, that tip, if it's a solid investment tip that would set you up for the rest of your life, 
I would have to take my chances with that. Because if it's a guarantee that they, I can set, because if it makes me a millionaire, then would, I didn't lose anything by not taking the million. If it makes me a billionaire, well, we know I gained some things by 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 getting taking that tip. Um, I even say if it made me uh, five hundred thousand there, <laughs> you know, I'm good with it, you know, because I made some money off of it, you know. Well, now um, what? What if it made you a seventy five no thousand there? No, keep in mind. It's got to be, uh, I'm sure if it's a solid investment tip, I'm going to make more than $100,000. Okay, so Dave, you didn't say investment tip. Look, read the question. It says it right there. Oh, it does it's say investment solid tip. solid investment tip. All right, well, here, Dave, I'm going to give you a solid investment tip, okay? Oh, here we go. Here we you go. ready? Right. Yeah. And 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 this has been documented by many resources. Uh huh. Start early, avoid unnecessary spending, save fifteen percent of your income. Don't give give in to lifestyle inflation. Invest in your four hundred one k and your traditional IRAs, and you'll become a millionaire. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, Dave. I'm I'm okay. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Come be, become that millionaire. Okay. Uh, in, uh, in about twenty years, check me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about twenty years. You know, most people don't make a million dollars in their lifetime. Combined, all their lifetime. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Think about it. Most people do not make a million dollars in their lifetime. A million dollars is a lot of money, man. Yeah, I mean, I was just—I was doing the math. I was like, okay, someone made fifty thousand. So you would have to, you would have to make, years. you would have to make, yeah. There you go, yeah. And on the average, if you're a person of a certain age, you probably didn't make that kind of money, right? You know, now the younger kids, they can make it. You know, they can do it in twenty years or less. Mm-hmm. You know, but most people. Now, if you're making anywhere from seventy-five to a hundred thousand dollars a year, of course you can do it in ten years, you know, or twelve years, something like that. But most people my age have worked their whole life and probably made five hundred thousand dollars, right? You know, so um, so that's a lot of money um, for them, but not in today's world. You know, so um, I just thought it was an interesting question because I was watching something recently where a scenario like this kind of came up. And because of the way the world is set up today, a lot of the people and there was an investment question involved. I think it was more questions. I think they gave you more answers. There was an investment piece to the answers, too. And a lot of people said the investment piece. Because that's what people that's where we are nowadays you know crypto mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff everybody wants to invest in something that figure they're going to get quick money from right um well we saw what happened with the crypto industry over the you know at first during the pandemic it was making a bunch of money yeah <laughs> then the bottom fell out <laughs> you know? it did. So, uh, yeah and, and you don't hear people talking about it hardly anymore do nope you? No, in fact, anytime someone talks about crypto now, they they get the side eye. Like, mm. yeah, I know, I know. Uh, do you hear people talking about Bitcoin a lot anymore? Nope, 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 nope. I mean, you know, everybody was buying stuff with Bitcoin and all this stuff. You had the Bitcoin machines out there. Every everything was out there, but you don't hear people talking about cryptocurrency hardly anymore. No, so, um, but this is where we are. So, um. So you people that are listening, uh, what would your choice be? Would it be A, B, or C in this case? Uh, or is everybody going to be like Leonard, take the money and run? <laughs> you know, and you know, take that million and run. So we'll see how that goes. But anyway, just wanted to say uh, that's our show for tonight. Um, wanted to say thank you for tuning in and listening to us. 
We always enjoy uh, having you guys come on with us. Um, Len, you want to add anything before we sign off? No, I just want to, you know, wish everybody a great week. And, uh, you know, great weather to go with today. That's it. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, a lot to say today. Um, okay. Um, all right, guys. We really appreciate you, like I said. Thank you for listening to News and Trends with Dave and Len. And we will talk to you soon. Have a good night. Tune in next week, ladies and gentlemen, for another edition of News and Trends with your hosts, Dave and Lynn.